it's not an ideal situation by any stretch, but the Boston Bruins face another game tonight without Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand in the lineup, but that might actually be a good thing for them as they head into the home stretch here in the regular season. I'm going to talk about that as well as update the Eastern Conference power rankings on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, February 15th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, so please do subscribe. Uh, Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Uh, We're also available on YouTube, so you can catch the podcast in video form and find out what Bruins took on rocking on a daily basis. Um, Again, my name is Ian McLaren, lifelong Bruins fan, been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years. You can find me at Ian C. McLaren. And find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both Instagram and Twitter. Now the Bruins are in New York to take on the Rangers here on uh, Tuesday. They will be without Patrice Bergeron, who did skate with the Bruins on Monday in a non-contact jersey, uh, but unavailable for tonight's game. As a result of a head injury suffered last week, he's already missed two games. He could meet up with the team later this week uh, as they will next take on the Islanders and then the Senators. Uh, Brad Marchand remains out in the midst of a suspension, six games. Uh, It's reported that he will meet with the NHL on Wednesday to appeal that suspension. Huge losses, to be sure, huge holes in the lineup. But I do think it provides an opportunity for some other Bruins to rise to the challenge and gain some confidence moving forward so that when Marchand and Bergeron do return, some guys are playing at a higher level than they would have been if they were relying on the team's stars to do all the heavy lifting. Charlie Coyle, in particular, is one of those guys who needs to step up. Uh, He played on a new-look line on Saturday with Trent Frederick and Craig Smith, the 11-12-13 line, if you will. And Coyle said that line seemed to click right away. They just kind of gelled. They scored on the opening shift, and... um, Bruce Cassidy believes that Coyle, who I'd say was one of the Bruins' best players on Saturday in Ottawa, can and should flourish between players like Frederick and Smith, particularly when it comes to being 
the driver of that line. That could be, you know, a nice little um, third line for the Boston Bruins when everybody's back in the lineup and healthy. Cassidy said, Coyle sometimes takes more responsibility to shoot the puck and to attack the net, depending on who he's playing with. They've basically encouraged him, never mind who's on your right, who's on your left, just play the game and pull them along and they'll get there. And sometimes maybe uh, what happens is he defers. That's his personality a little bit. Uh, Nobody was happy with the way anybody played last week against Carolina. And Coyle took it upon himself to be more of a leader with Bergie out. And hopefully he continues uh, to be consistent without him. Now that third line, if that continues to succeed right now, they're the second line uh, with Bergeron out, etc. The big question is what happens with Nick Foligno? Um, where does he play? If you have DeBrusque um, playing, you know, on the second line right now, DeBrusque is playing with Stanika and Felino on the third line. Uh, but when Bergeron comes back, when Marchand comes back, where do these guys all fit in? Who comes out of the lineup? Is it Bleed? Is it Felino? Is it Frederick? It's going to be some tough decisions to be made. Now, um, Jake DeBrusque's trade request lingers over this team. I believe I saw this morning via Bruins stats on Twitter that he's scored four goals, averaging 2.3 shots per game since his trade request. I think that's a situation that needs to be rectified sooner than later so that the Bruins can solidify their lineup heading into the postseason and really nail down, you know, you want guys who want to be Boston Bruins. Paula, Nosek, Felino, they all signed in the offseason. They want to be here. DeBrusque does not. Uh, so will they trade him for help on defense? That might be ideal. Trade him for help down the middle. Uh, who knows? But again, for tonight at least, perhaps even into Thursday's game against the Islanders, Saturday against Ottawa, Coyle kind of set the example in terms of stepping up, providing some leadership, and it really um, opens things up for other guys to do the same. Will it be Taylor Hall tonight? Will it be Pasternak? Uh, will it be Howla? Craig Smith, who's had a bit of a, a rough season, only six goals and eight assists through 39 games. I talked yesterday about how effective bleed uh, Nosik and Lazar have been. And again, that's just a, uh, a prime example of guys knowing that there are holes at the top of the lineup and working within their means to uh, provide extra effort all up and down the lineup for the Bruins to be able to succeed. And the Rangers won't be, um, you know, as I don't want to say easy, but won't be um, they'll provide a much more of a challenge than the Ottawa Senators did uh, the other night. The Rangers are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. 
they have a potential Vesna Trophy candidate winner in Igor Shesterkin. Uh, right now in the East, and we'll update the uh, Eastern Conference power rankings here in a moment, the Rangers five points behind the conference-leading Florida Panthers for first in uh, in the East. So, yeah, the Bruins really need to put in a strong effort here tonight against the Rangers, and they'll need some guys to step up as Coyle did in Ottawa. One positive, um, Matt Grizzlick will probably be back in the lineup against the Rangers. Uh, he uh, missed Saturday's game in Ottawa with uh, with an injury. Yerho Vakaninen, who's missed the last three games, also practiced. He's back in the mix, but won't suit up Tuesday night, but he could be back Thursday, perhaps even Saturday. So it looks like, um, yeah, it'll be Grizzlick, McAvoy, Riley, Carlo, Forbort, Clifton on defense. I would prefer to see Forbort, Ashawn, myself, but perhaps Ashawn is still feeling the effects of that hit uh, suspension worthy hit from Austin Watson on Saturday, Jeremy Swayman coming off the shutout win over the senators. He'll get his second straight start. And uh, yeah, let's uh, take a look at the Eastern conference power rankings heading into this game. But first a quick word about primal origin oils. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're the person who's never considered the benefits of treating your beer with a product. Well, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beer look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients, low impact on the planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs. Oils, of course, whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. They're fair trade certified handcrafted in the USA. And, you know, we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to other products you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember to use Locked On to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked On NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing, and you can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, talked a, a little bit in recent weeks about how the... Boston Bruins are somewhat comfortably in a playoff spot at the moment. They are, I believe, four points. No, no, sorry. They're seven points up on the Detroit Red Wings for the final wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. And they have four games in hand on those same Red Wings. Uh, They're 10 points up on Columbus. uh, 17 points up on the Islanders. So they really do have 
you know, a, a pretty substantial and solid lead here when it comes to a playoff spot. Uh, you know, they're only four points back of Washington for the first wildcard spot, and they have four games in hand on them. Uh, when it comes to the Atlantic division, they're eight points back of the Maple Leafs with the same number of games played. Um, so really, I don't want to say they have a uh, playoff spot locked up. I don't want to be on old takes exposed here if some sort of miracle occurs, but they are sitting pretty comfortably in that playoff spot. You know, Detroit, like I said, they're the closest team, seven points back. The Bruins have four games in hand. They're a minus 30 when it comes to goal differential. Uh, The Islanders are minus 14. Uh, no team outside of the playoff picture is positive in that uh, stat. The Bruins are only plus five, so they do have some work to do there to improve that. Um, do they measure up to other playoff teams in the Eastern Conference? That's a bit trickier to assess. Uh, right now, in the East, it's pretty top-heavy. You have Florida with 69 points, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh tied with 68 points, the Hurricanes, 67 points. That's your top four at the moment. And if the Bruins, if the playoffs were to begin right now, the Bruins will be playing the Florida Panthers in the first round. Following that, you have the Maple Leafs, 65 points, the Rangers, 64 points, the Capitals at 61 points, and then our Bruins have 57 points. The NHL's uh, top teams, very uh, Eastern Conference heavy. When you look at the uh, top 10, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Eastern Conference teams in there. Uh, only the Bruins among the playoff teams are outside the top 10 in the NHL when it comes to points this season. So that shows you how uh, tough the Eastern Conference is and how challenging it will be when the playoffs do begin for the Bruins to make some noise. The Panthers, Lightning, Penguins, Hurricanes, Maple Leafs, Rangers, Capitals, all top 10 when it comes to total points in the NHL uh, at the moment. Here's where it gets a bit more encouraging for the Boston Bruins. When you look at the underlying numbers, I've been harping on this all season long because it's important. They're uh, they're pretty good when it comes to the underlying numbers. If you look at five-on-five play, where the majority of the hockey games are played, shot attempt differential, the Bruins are fifth in the NHL. You know, if you add up their shot attempts, subtract the attempts uh, allowed their differential amounts to 53.62 in their favor. So that's pretty good. Um, Maybe shot attempts aren't your cup of tea. Look at actual shots. Five on five, the Bruins first in the NHL with a shot differential of 56.16%. They've taken 1,285 shots. 
allowed only 1,003. Expected goals, that's looking at not just, um, you know, shot attempts, shot amount, but shot quality as well. The Bruins, first in the NHL when it comes to expected goals, differential, and five-on-five play, 55.71. High danger chance differential, the Bruins are fifth in the NHL. All these numbers suggest that the Bruins are playing high-level hockey at 5-on-5. Where they're getting tripped up is actual um, goal success right now. Their shooting percentage, 5-on-5, is 6.61. That ranks them 30th in the NHL. Uh, Their save percentage, 5-on-5, is also not exceptional 27th in the NHL. So kind of confusing when you look at it that way. The Bruins are playing high level uh, possession hockey, but they're not getting the results when it comes to uh, scoring at five on five, as well as uh, getting those timely saves five on five. Now, a lot of that has been skewed by those lopsided losses, especially to the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in recent days. But it does suggest that the Bruins, especially with Bergeron and Marchand in the lineup, um, have a group together that can be a strong possession team and with a bit more puck luck, a bit more finish, uh, they should be able to compete with some of the top teams in the NHL. They need to get stellar goaltending. That's a huge key. And they need to convert on these uh, chances five on five. But it all starts with the goaltending. And, you know, Swayman got the shutout the other day, albeit against the Senators. Tonight will be a bigger test for him. And uh, we'll see how he's able to match up against uh, a pretty good uh, New York Rangers team, to be sure. So that's where the Bruins stand at the moment. Um, Playoff team. Not much opportunity to move up or down, to be honest. They may be able to grab the number one wildcard spot. Probably not going to move up to top three in the Atlantic. Going to be a tough first round matchup, no matter who you play. And the underlying numbers suggest they could make some noise in the postseason. but they do need to get that goaltending. And hopefully now that things have settled with Swayman and Allmark taking over in net, uh, they'll be able to build some confidence and, uh, and kind of move on from there. Now football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to be, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, of course. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to Olympic coverage and information. So head to their website today on your laptop or your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Locked on Bets is also a great resource for you 
for plays for all your daily action. Go check out that podcast in your podcast feeds uh, and get, uh, yeah, get the upper hand on the competition. Now, trade deadline is now less than five weeks away. And we had our first bit of movement in the trade market on Monday. The Calgary Flames getting a jump on things by acquiring Tyler Toffoli from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a top 10 protected first round pick, a fifth round pick in 2024, prospect Emil Henneman, and veteran forward Tyler Pitlick. So the... Uh, Canadians getting a bit of a jump on their rebuild. The Calgary Flames loading up for a playoff run. And the market has somewhat been set for trades going forward. Uh, Will that domino, you know, begin to push other GMs to make moves? Possibly. Um does that set the market for Jake DeBrusque? Yeah, I don't know if it's super related. Uh, totally different situations. Tyler Toffoli has a measure of control. He signed still for one or two more seasons. Uh, so the Flames not only getting Toffoli for this season, but for the future as well. And that you know, could be big for them if Johnny Godreau were to leave in free agency uh, this offseason. Um, again, Jake DeBrusque is still looking for a trade and I'm not really sure what it's going to take for, uh, for him to be moved, but I do hope that it becomes a reality sooner than later, because I don't think anybody's really benefiting at the moment, uh, from, him just kind of milling around in the Bruins lineup. Now uh, the TSN trade bait board was updated the other day. DeBrusque is uh, 17th on that list. Uh, the only member of the Boston Bruins on there, Jacob Chikrin is the top of the list. And, you know, he would be obviously a great get for the Boston Bruins, but I don't know if it's a situation that might be too Expensive for the Bruins to pull that off. The other bit of big news, Jack Eichel will make his long-awaited debut for Vegas when they face Colorado tomorrow night. Uh, Mark Stone was placed on long-term injury reserve to clear the space for Eichel. Kind of a Tampa Bay Lightning type move there. Uh, We'll see if he comes back before the deadline or before the playoffs. They'll have to clear some more space in order to make that uh, possible. Anyways, I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I hope you're all having a great week. Again, uh, follow Locked NHL Bruins on Instagram and Twitter for all the latest when it comes to breaking news for the Boston Bruins. Uh, If anything does happen on the trade front, I'll be sure to uh, post an extra video or a bonus podcast if it's a huge trade. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to recap the game tonight against the New York Rangers. 
Uh, if you have any mailbag questions, please send those in to at ENC McLaren or at Locked NHL Bruins. And uh, yeah, happy Tuesday, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. <laughs>